Hare Krishna, everybody. My name is Indra Nuja, despite the fact it says Ed McMillan. Um, and just to give you a tiny bit of background, I was initiated by Prabhupada back in 1977, one of his last initiates. Um, and I was asked by Padmanabha Swami, who came to visit me recently, um, and stayed at my house for the last uh, for a couple of weeks to do one of these sessions. So for the next three weekends, I'm going to be doing what I'm what I've called transitions on the journey of, of the devotee of a devotee. Um, essentially, this is something that has interested me for a long time. So I thought I would um, try to write something about this and speak something about this. So to start with. Uh, I've picked some different devotees from our lineage to focus on, and uh, it will become self-evident what we're actually going to be talking about, but um, essentially it's about how we become devotees and how we transition even as devotees into, into you know, a more realized version of ourselves. So to start with, part one, Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. I'm going to read, uh, and then I'll comment as I go ahead. So I say, why transitions? I was actually inspired by Archana Siddhi's Beauty and Messiness series. It seemed every interview he had their own transitions, and that was what made them who they were today. Of course, sometimes the transitions are painful, and seem to take us a step back. But in almost every case I know of, we end up moving forward in our journey, in Srila Prabhupada's words, back to Godhead. So offering my respectful obeisances at feet of my gurus and the Vaishnavas, I pray this series strikes a nerve and helps us all on our journey. I wanted to start by talking about what, what transitioning means to me. Transitions are when an ordinary person changes from one state of consciousness to another. In this case, he or she becomes or starts to become a devotee. Of course, this happened to be over a period of six years and it did continues to happen. We all have transitioned. And if I were to ask any of you what happened to you, it would be a varied and interesting discussion. So similarly with the great souls we are gonna talk about in this series, they had their transitions and they are various and interesting. But the real point is they, by their example, teach us what we can expect as we sojourn in the journey. So the whole point of a biography for, from a Gaudiya Vaishnava's point of view is really to help us understand we're gonna have challenges on the way and the challenges are gonna help us make, make us a better person. So I'm just going to mention a little bit about myself. I was 16 when I heard the Maha Mantra on a popular TV show. This was a small transition, kind of like a little awakening, not a full transition, but it was a start. Two years later, I met the devotees on the street and again, something awakened in me. Then shortly thereafter, I got a Krishna book. If ever there was a moment I can truly point to that says this is when it happened, it was when I finished Krishna book. The idea of God being both blue and a cowherd boy would have been inconceivable to me 
But by Prabhupada's mercy, it became not only possible, but likely. Faith is like that. And this was my transition moment. So over the course of the next three weeks, we're going to look at different examples of devotees' transitions and how he changed them and what they became as a result. This week, we're going to look at Krishnadas Kaviraj and how through the intervention of a Mahabhagavat, he went to Vrindavan and became the writer of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, possibly the greatest biography of Sri Chaitanya ever written. Of course, even he admits, were it not for the mercy of Govinda, he may not have been able to complete this task. But even that was yet another transition, his writing, Chaitanya Charitamrita. It states in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnadas Kaviraj was living at the home of his brother, who it turns out had faith in Lord Chaitanya, but only a dim faith in Nityananda. You may already know that Lord Chaitanya sent Nitai to Bengal to preach the Gaudiya Siddhanta. On his way, he collected his eternal associates, the Dwadas Gopals. So Dwadas is 12. So in Krishna Leela, there are 12 um, eternal associates of, Nich of Balaram uh, who are always with him. And of course, these Dwadas Gopals appear in Chaitanya Leela also. These Dwadas Gopals wandered all over Bengal with their master and spread the word, making many devotees and converting whole villages to the cult of Sri Chaitanya. One of these devotees was Miniketna Ramdas. According to Gora Gonadesh Topeka, Miniketna Ramdas was an eternal associate of Sri Baladev, known as the two brothers Nishath and Urmuka. Now it's kind of interesting that the, the Miniketna Ramdas is two people. <laughs> Although he's actually just one person, but these two brothers, Nisha and Umuka, were, were um, these eternal associates of Balaram. He was also one of the associates of Nitai who went to the Keturi festival with Ma Janava. So there's a very famous Naratam Das, you know, wanted to unite the two factions, the Brindavan. Godias and the Bengali Godias, and they all met at this place called Keturi Dam. And there they worshiped deities of Gore and Nitai. And the deities actually came alive, and, and within that place, they came into the Kirtan and were dancing with the devotees. It's a very wonderful story. But, but the festival was actually managed by Nichirananda's wife, widow, Janava Devi. And Janava Devi. Uh, had all these associates that helped her. But one of the people that came also was uh, Miniketna Ramdas, who was one of the younger of the Dwadas Gopals. So, <clears throat> Miniketna Ramdas was, like his master, an Abadir. So, the story, so as the story in Chaitanya Charitamrita unfolds, he came to Jamatpur, to the home of the brother of Krishnadas Kavaraj, where an all-night kirtan was taking place. They said that he acted in a manner that some may have found unusual. At this point, I want to read from Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adilila chapter 5, where Krishna Das Kaviraj has been describing the incarnations of Krishna. Then he talks about Lord Chaitanya and his associates and how there is no difference between Krishna and his associates 
and Lord Chaitanya and his associates. Now Krishna Das Kaviraj seems to falter as he talks about Lord Nityananda. The rest I'm going to take verbatim from Chaitanya Chari, from Prabhupada's translation. <clears throat> the ocean of Lord Nityananda's glory is infinite and unfathomable. Only by his mercy can I touch even a drop of it. Please listen to another glory of his mercy. He made a falling living entity climb to the highest limit. Could this be transformative? Could this be a transition? To disclose it is not proper, for it should be kept as confidential as the Vedas. Yet I shall speak of it to make his mercy known to all. O Lord Nityananda, I write of your mercy of great exaltation. Please forgive me for my offenses. Lord Nityananda Prabhu had a servant named Sri Miniketna Ramdas, who was a reservoir of love. At my house, there was a Sankirtan day and night, and therefore he visited there, having been invited. Absorbed in emotional love, he sat in my courtyard, and all the Vaishnavas bowed down at his feet. In a joyful mood of love of God, he sometimes climbed upon the, sh the shoulders of someone, offering obeisances, and sometimes he struck others with his flute or mildly slapped them. When someone saw the eyes of Minikena Ramdas, Tears would automatically flow from their own eyes, for a constant shower of tears flowed from the eyes of Miniket Naramdas. Whenever he shouted aloud the name Nichananda, the people around him were filled with great wonder and astonishment. One respectable Brahmin named Sri Gurnanava Mishra was serving the deity. When Minikena was seated in the yard, this Brahmin did not offer him respect. Seeing this, Sri Ramdas became angry and spoke. Mm. Here I find the second Ramaharshana Sutta, who did not stand to show honor when he saw Lord Balaram. After saying this, he danced and sang to his heart's content, but the Brahmin did not become angry, for he was then serving Lord Krishna. <clears throat> So there's a purport here by Prabhupada. Miniketna Ramdas was a great devotee of Lord Nityananda. When he entered the house of Krishna Das Kaviraj, Gunanava Mishra, the priest who was worshipping the deity installed in the house, did not receive him very well. A similar event occurred when Romaharshana Sutta was speaking to the great assembly of sages at Namisharanya. Lord Baladev entered that great assembly, but since Romaharshana Sutta was on the Vyasasana, he did not get down and offer respect to Lord Baladev. The behavior of Gunanava Mishra indicated that he had no great respect for Lord Nityananda, and this idea was not at all palatable, palatable to Miniketna Ramdas. For this reason, the mentality of Miniketna Ramdas is never deprecated by the devotees. In other words, Miniketna Ramdas is an avidu, but he's completely absorbed in love of God. He's in Sakuras. He's He's experiencing these waves of love, so much so that his, his internal life has taken over his external life. So he still exists in the material world to some degree or another. He has a body, but the body doesn't, he doesn't behave like a normal human being. He's, he's in the mood of a cowherd boy. So he's, he's constantly in play with everybody around him. And he sees everybody has been, you know, 
in that same mood. So in that mood, he's he's experiencing, they're experiencing, him experiencing this ecstatic, these ecstatic feelings. And they're becoming trapped in these ecstatic feelings. They're becoming part of that. And it's a very, very amazing, very sweet journey he's on, you know? So, so that's Minikate and Ramdas. The, the, the language, of course, is, is taken from Bengali English. So you, you kind of got to fill in the blanks sometimes. And there's another thing here that I did want to mention. Guru Maharaj gave an amazing series of lectures on this exact subject a number of years ago. And if you can find them, I think they're up in there. Uh, they'd be worth listening to, you know. At the end of the festival, this is carrying on with Chaitanya Charitamrita. At the end of the festival, Minikate Naramdas went away, offering his blessings to everyone. At that time, he had some controversy with my brother. My brother had firm faith in Lord Chaitanya, but only a dim glimmer of faith in Lord Nichinan. Knowing this, Sri Ramdas felt unhappy in his mind. I then rebuked my brother. So here is Krishna Das Kaviraj, the younger brother, living in the house of his brother, completely, um, you know, he had no other income. He had no shelter. His brother gave him everything. So here he is the younger brother rebuking the older brother. Pretty unusual, in, especially in, in India in the, at that time, the 1500s. These two brothers, I told him, are like one body. They are identical manifestations. If you do not believe in Lord Nityananda, you will fall down. It would be better to be an atheist by slighting both brothers than a hypocrite by believing in one and slighting the other. I have thus described the power of the servants of Lord Nityananda. Now I shall describe another characteristics of his mercy. So I just want to comment on this logic of half a hen. And again, Guru Maharaj uses this fairly often. And I even heard Padmanabha Swami talk about it in a lecture recently. You know, it's the one end of the hen you feed, so it costs you money. The other end, you get eggs, which you can sell or use. So you get, so it's kind of an income producer. So the logic of half a hen is that if I chop the head off, I don't have to feed it. So it doesn't say, it doesn't make any money. But then again, I don't get any eggs. So so that's, that's been, actually, it's actually a Bengali saying, and there's, it's very cute, actually. Logic of half a hen. I have thus described the power of the servants of Lord Nityananda. Now I shall describe another characteristic of his mercy. So we've had one transition. Krishnadas Kaviraj met Minikatana Ramdas. He already knew about Minikatana Ramdas, but maybe he hadn't met him. So when he met him, he just automatically was filled with love of God. He just had, he just became filled with the ecstatic feelings that Minikatana Ramdas had to the point where the younger brother chastises the older brother. Very unusual. So that's your second transition. That night, Lord Nichananda appeared to me in a dream. So he leaves his house, right? And he goes to some little village and he finds a barn he's sleeping and he's sleeping in his cow shed, right? And he has a dream. Listen to the dream. <laughs> That night, Lord Nityananda appeared to me in a dream. 
because of my good quality in chastising my brother, so he did the right thing. In the village of Jamat, Jamatapur, which is near Naihati, Lord Jananda appeared to me in a dream. So Prabhupada puts a little purple in here. And one of the things I love, I just love about Chaitanya Charitamrita, or Prabhupada's purport. A lot of them are about trade stations. <laughs> so, and you can, you know that um, when Prabhupada knew these train stations because he actually went to all these different places of Lord Chaitanya's pilgrimage. And also even like here, you know, he went and there's a temple here and there's a, yeah, if you go to this train station, you go seven miles south, you know, la, la, la. And I have a friend uh, who's passed away since, but uh, um, Vishitravirya and, and another friend, Namasharanya, and they actually went on a train tour of South India and they went to all these different little places. And what, when Bhakti Siddhanta did that tour, he put plaques, he built a little thing and he put a plaque of Lord Chaitanya's feet and he put them there. So you can actually go there and there's a plaque. Okay, so we know this is where Lord Chaitanya was, you see. So it's very sweet. So the purport is, there is now a railway line to Jamatpur. If one wants to go there, he can take the train on the Katwa railway line and go directly to the station known as Sal Salara. From that station, he can go directly to Jamatpur. So now we're going to hear what happened in the dream. I fell at his feet, offering my obeisances. And then he placed his own lotus feet on my head. Can you imagine getting Nichananda's feet in your head? What would you feel like? Arise, get up, he told me again and again. Upon arising, I was greatly astonished to see his beauty. He had a glossy blackish complexion, and his tall, strong, heroic stature made him seem like Cupid himself. He had a beautifully formed hands, arms, and legs, and eyes like lotus flowers. He wore a silk cloth with a silk turban on his head. He wore golden earrings on his ears and golden armlets and bangles. He wore tinkling anklets on his feet and a garland of flowers around his neck. What a beautiful description of Nichananda. Nichananda Ram Kijai. His body was anointed with sandalwood pulp, and he was nicely decorated with tilak. His movements surpassed those of a maddened elephant. His face was more beautiful than millions upon millions of moons, and his teeth were like pomegranate seeds because of his chewing betel. His body moved to and fro, right and left, for he was absorbed in ecstasy. He chanted, Krishna, Krishna, in a deep voice. His red stick moving in his hand, he seemed like a maddened lion. All around the four sides of his feet were bumblebees. His devotees dressed like cowherd boys surrounded his feet like so many bees and also chanted, Krishna, Krishna, absorbed in ecstatic love. So the Dwadas Gopals were there also, at least some of them were there. Some of them played horns and flutes, and others danced and sang. Some of them offered betel nuts, and others waved chamar fans about him. 
Thus I saw such opulence in Lord Nityananda's world. His wonderful form, qualities, and pastimes are all transcendental. I was overwhelmed with transcendental ecstasy, not knowing anything else. Then Lord Nityananda smiled and spoke to me as follows. So the mercy is flowing and it's going to continue to flow. And Krishnadas Kaviraj is going to become the emblem that we know him now, the emblem of a devotee. He's going to be the, the um, he's going to achieve the summum bonum by the mercy, first of Miniketna Ramdas, then of the Lord himself in the form of Nityananda. And it's, there's actually some significance here that might elude you right now, but you'll, you'll see that in a minute. But remember, Krishnadas Kaviraj is actually a Manjari. He's actually in Madhuriya Ras. And Lord Nityananda is going to lead him to Madhuriya Ras. Pretty amazing, since Lord Nityananda himself is in Sakyabab. Some of them played, so his devotees dressed like cowherd boys, surrounded his feet like so many bees, and also chanted, Krishna, Krishna, absorbed in ecstatic love. Some of them played horns and flutes, and others danced and sang. Some of them offered betel nuts, and others waved chamara fans about him. Thus I saw such opulence in Nichinan, in Lord Nichinanda's Swarup. His wonderful form, qualities, and pastimes are all transcendental. I was overwhelmed with transcendental ecstasy, not knowing anything else. Then Lord Nityananda smiled and spoke to me as follows. Oh, my dear Krishna Das, do not be afraid. Go to Brindavan, for there you will attain all things. <laughs> After seeing this, he directed me towards Brindavan by waving his hand. Then he disappeared with his associates. If ever you get an invitation to go to Brindavan, you should go to Brindavan. But if you ever get an invitation by Lord Nityananda to go to Brindavan, then you're already in Brindavan. He simply waved his hand, pointed in the direction, go to Brindavan. He literally opened the door. Because they say you can't buy a ticket and go to Brindavan. There's a hole in Krishna book, you know, in the description of... Um, uh, when Krishna's uncle, Akura, came to pick him up. It describes when he came to the residence, he got off the chariot and rolled in the dust. So Prabhupada recommends, when we go to Brindavan, we get down and roll. So when we would go to Brindavan, we would go off and roll in the dust, just in the outskirts, just as you're coming in, in the sand there. It's very beautiful, very nice. So, but Nityananda told Krishna Das, Arise, go to Brindavan, for you will, you will attain all things. I fainted and fell to the ground. My dream broke. And when I regained consciousness, I saw that morning had come. I thought about what I had seen and heard and concluded that the Lord had ordered me to proceed to Brindavan at once. Of course, he might have thought, oh, it's just a dream. But I was kind of, <laughs> that's kind of unlikely. So he took it very seriously. He saw the Lord and he went, now I go to Brindavan. And this is really the big transition for Krishnadas. 
if you think about it, he was a devotee. He was a devotee of Nittai Gore. You know, he had no, he had full faith in both. And, you know, maybe he'd seen Minikate and Ramdas before or not, but when Minikate and Ramdas came to his brother's house and then he got offended by the, by the um, behavior of Gunanava Mishra, who was a devotee, but a Kanishta devotee, a, devo a materialistic devotee, a devotee who is um, really not understanding the nature of the devotee, especially a devotee like Minikate Ramdas, who is the embodiment of who he's worshipping. <laughs> if you think about it, he's worshipping He's worshipping the deity, right? But who is the deity he's worshipping? The deity is none other than Nichiranda, none other than Lord Chaitanya. But he hasn't seen that. He, what he's seeing is he's seeing the deity as being separate from Nichiranda and Lord Chaitanya. So he's considered a Prakritid factor. A, 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 you know, the lowest level of factor. And therefore, the deity is more important than the devotee. But Minikaitna Ramdas embodies that love. And that love is, is truly the essence of everything that this devotee, Shikunana Bhamishra, is supposed to be doing. So from a materialistic devotee, yes, they're devotees, no doubt about it. But what you really want to do is you want to go up to at least the next platform, the Majin platform. And then that platform, now you start to associate with devotees in the right way. And you start to see how the devotees are, are bringing Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nichananda, Radha Krishna, Balaram. They're bringing all these to you through their association. And then Sangha, that's where the Majjum really has his essence. He finds his essence in, in the association of other devotees, like-minded devotees especially. And then he becomes more realized as a result of that. And then the transitions happen. You start to realize a deeper essence of yourself through the association of advanced devotees. Very, very important. Just like we were just at the festival in North Carolina. And, um, you know, Guru Maharaj would speak and he was reading from his book. And we were all transported to that place where Guru Maharaj was. We were all transported to that amazing, wonderful dam where Krishna and Balaram are playing, where Krishna is interacting with the gopis. You know, we, we were hearing about Radha Kund and the midday pastime. And it was just the most amazing thing. You couldn't hear a pin drop. Everybody was just fully absorbed right there. And similarly in the kirtan, fully absorbed right there. Here is the Gora Arti. There is Lord Chaitanya and Nichananda. You know, we are, we are in the presence of them right there. And the more we absorb ourselves in that, the more we become realized, the more we transition into being who we can possibly be. Very beautiful. Let me keep reading. <clears throat> that very second, I started for Brindavan. And by his mercy, I reached there in great happiness. All glory, all glory to Lord Nichananda Balaram, by whose mercy I have attained shelter in the transcendental abode of Brindavan. 
O glory, O glory to the merciful Lord Nityananda, by whose mercy I have obtained shelter at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa and Sri Sanatan. Now you see the great souls. He's taking shelter of his gurus. By his mercy, I have attained the shelter of the great personality, Sri Raghunath Das Goswami. Ah, who's Raghunath Das Goswami? That's his Diksha guru. That's his, that's the guru who has given him all mercy, who has opened the door, who has given him his swarup. Beautiful, beautiful swarup. Tava Brichasev. How could I leave the service? In the words of uh, Prahlad Maharaj, Tava <clears throat> And by his mercy, so let me read that again. By his mercy, I have attained the shelter of the great personality, Sri Raghunath Das Goswami. And by his mercy, I have found the refuge of Sri Swarup Damodar. Why is that significant, do you think? Swarup Damodar wrote a diary. And from that diary and the recollections of Raghunath Das Goswami, Krishna Das Kaviraj wrote Chaitanya Charitamrita. Without, without that, we probably would not be sitting here right now. These are these pastimes are so deep and amazing. That you, you, it has to be Krishna directing this. There's no other way that this could have happened. The whole idea, Chaitanya Charitamrita was written in Bengali by Krishna Das Kaviraj so the devotees in Bengal could have another biography. They already had Chaitanya Bhagavat. Here was the second biography. And this second biography isn't just a biography, it's both Tapa and Leela. It's both things together. So he's with with Adi Leela, you understand the tapa, the truth of who Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nichananda, the Panchatapa are. And with that, then you can read the biography of Lord Chaitanya, Maja Leela. So he sent this to, to Bengal on the way. It gets stolen. Again, Krishna's arrangement. The king who stole it then became a devotee. And by his power, this message was, was completely disseminated all over Bengal. And then the Kituri festival and on and on, you know. So, you know, we can see that, you know, small beginnings have great impact. So then he utters the two most famous, almost hard to hear. This next part is for most of all, it's just hard to hear. And this is all about his mentality, all about how he is so deeply um, in debt. He's so in debt to these great personalities. His humility is just so intense. He says, I am more sinful than Jagai and Madan, 
and even lower than a worm in stool. Of course, we know Krishna as Kaviraj is neither sinful nor anything like that. But, but true dainya, true humility comes from mercy. That when you really are truly humble, when you truly feel that um, how could I ever repay the debt that I owe to my guru, then you know you're making progress. When you truly feel like that, then you know you're making progress. Ultimately, we all have to feel like that. But you can only feel like that when you get mercy. You can only get mercy through service and through the association of devotees. And that's what we should be praying for. We should be praying for, give me service. Dear Lord, Guruji, Guru Maharaj, please give me service so that I can become purified, so that I can see you for who you are and, and serve you in the proper way. And if I can do that, then somehow or another, I will feel, I will feel like a devotee, truly humble. It's kind of hard to hear, however, because, you know, we don't, you know, this is a nature sitter. <laughs> this is someone who's really never been conditioned. But at the same time, you know, he's taken part in a pastime, which is giving him um, this wonderful, intense feeling of utter humility. So there's, I read this, uh, there's another interesting anecdote I read. Um, there's actually a book that was written by um, Tirtha Maharaj, uh, a second generation from uh, after Bhaktisiddhanta Maharaj's, his, his disciples' disciple. He wrote a book, The Associates of Lord Chaitanya, and it's, it's kind of all the way up to the kind of like the last 20 or maybe Prabhupada's generation. So that, that's a book that I get some of this information from. So there's an interesting anecdote re recounted by Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj, Prabhupada's godbrother from the foreword to his edition of the Chaitanya Charitamrita as follows. While Vishwanath Chakrabarti was writing his commentary on Chaitanya on CC Majulila 21-125, he was unable to understand why Kaviraj Goswami wrote that the Kama Gayatri consists of 24 and a half syllables rather than 25. So this is an interesting... It's, Seems kind of silly in one sense. But, you know, if you actually count the syllables in the Kam Gayatri Mantra, it's 25 syllables. But Krishna Das Gavirai says it's 24 and a half syllables. So this actually, Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur, of course, is one of the most famous commentators in the Gaudiya line. And he, uh, he actually couldn't, just could not understand why Krishna, because I, I just read this actually, funnily enough, and it, it definitely says 24 and a half syllables. <laughs> anyway, so, 
seems kind of a silly point, but you know, it bothered Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur. So it says he became so distraught that he took a vow to starve to death. As he does off in the middle of the night, the daughter of Rishabhanu, so who's the daughter of Rishabhanu? Sri Radha herself. The daughter of Rishabhanu came to him in a dream and told him, Oh, Vishwanath, get up. Krishna Das has indeed written correctly. He is my dear girlfriend who brings me much pleasure. I have blessed him so he can understand the most intimate things about me. Do not doubt anything he has written. In the book Varnagama Bhashavat, it is written that wherever the syllable ya is followed by the syllable v, it is considered to be only half a syllable. <laughs> Yet another transition for a great soul. So Vishwanath also had his transitions. Um, the fact of the matter is that every single one of us has to change. We have to evolve. We have to go from where we were to where we need to be. And I think in, in many ways, we understand that if you look at like uh, Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna, Karpanya Dosho Pahataswa Bhava, Prishami Tvam Dharma he says, this is Arjuna 2.7, right at the beginning. Now I have become your sisha. Now I have become your disciple. What does that mean? And a soul surrendered unto you. Please instruct me. Without that verse, none of the rest of what, none of what Krishna says afterwards would make any, would make sense. Without the disciple falling at the feet of the guru and asking that question or making that statement, now I'm your disciple and a soul surrendered unto you, please instruct me. Krishna can't speak Bhagavad Gita. We can say that Arjuna was, is not a conditioned soul, but actually Arjuna is every man. He's you, me, and everybody else that came after him who had the same existential crisis or any existential crisis that made him wonder, who am I? What, why am I? What is it that makes me a human being? Am I spirit? Am I matter? Does God exist? What is this thing that um, I'm being presented with? So you start there and then you get an answer, right? So he gets the answer. A, you're not this body. B, Krishna is God. C, Sarvadhamma Parichaja, Mami Kamasharamam Simply surrender to me. Don't worry about anything. Surrender to me. I'll protect you. Huh. Now you're under the shelter of Krishna directly. It's actually said that in the Sri Sampradaya, that's their goal, Sharnagati. And actually, I had a I had an interesting experience a number of years ago. I was at a temple, and uh, the head of the Sri Sampradaya turned up, um, Chinjir Swami, very sweet devotee, very nice, but very much in the mood 
of on reverence, very much in the mood of, uh, but he was very playful. He actually came to uh, a temple in, in Denver and it was an ISKCON temple. And it caused a bit of a controversy. But, you know, when he got out of the car, I paid my obeisances to him and, and, and he patted my head and very jolly fellow. He, we wandered into the uh, temple room and, and uh, we had this kirtan and he, they don't have kirtan. So we were having this roaring kirtan and he's like jumping up and down happy in front of the deities, you know. It's Jan Masterman day or evening and uh, we had brought this kind of seat for him, this kind of asan, big seat. So at one point he starts to tell a story and he tells the story of Krishna visiting uh, Vidura. But he's telling the story from the Vishnu Purana, not from the Bhagavad Purana, not from Srimad Bhagavatam. So the story is a different story, but it's a wonderful story nonetheless. So at one point, he jumps up on the Vyasasana and starts to bounce up and down. And he says, so Krishna visited Vidura, but Vidura was so bewildered. So in the Bhagavatam, it's Vidura's wife that's there, not Vidura. Vidura's with Duryodhan waiting for Krishna. But in the Vishnu Purana, Vidura's in his house with his wife, and, and uh, he, he doesn't expect Krishna, but Krishna turns up anyway. So he turns up, and he comes in, and uh, Krishna says, well, aren't you going to offer me something? Aren't you going to greet me? He says, hang on, and he jumps up on, on, on a seat, and he says, and he starts bouncing up and down, so Sri Chindir Swami's bouncing up and down in this way. And he said, there might be enemies under the seat. I have to check. So he's bouncing up down the sea. There may be enemies. Whew, this is getting kind of... And Krishna's like, yeah. He said, okay. So he jumps off the seat. He says, so, my dear Lord, please have a seat. He said, well, aren't you going to offer me something to eat? So then he gets the bananas and starts to peel them. He's throwing away the bananas and offering Krishna the peel. And Krishna's eating the peel. So, you know, <laughs> it becomes kind of like curious, you know, obviously. Krishna, you'd be better offering him the banana, but, but because Vidura is both nervous and ecstatic all at the same time, he doesn't do that. Anyway, so he tells him this story. He tells us the story about Krishna. And it was very sweet because um, he was very much in that mood, you know, that, that, uh, that happy kind of like sweet mood. He, and he wanted to he wanted to kind of like convey that to us, you know, to, oh, here's, here's the mood of a devotee, you know, he's in that mood. And he knew, you know, yeah, this is a, th these are Gaudiya Vaishnavas, but they're still Krishna's uh, devotees. So the next day, because they follow a slightly different path, they follow the Rohini, the star, when that's an ascendant. So that day, Jan Mastami for them was the next day. So we went to this uh, devotee's house where he was doing his, where Chinjir Swami was doing his puja. And um, they were all chanting Vishnu Sahasranam. So we chant, we do Sankirtan. So that means that one person will chant and then everybody will, will repeat. But for, for them, everybody chants at the same time. So if you can imagine 200 people chanting Vishnu Sahasranam all at the same time for about four hours. They did that 
we actually started by having a kirtan. We did a little bhajan kirtan, and then they started this. And that went on for hours. And then after maybe by about eight or nine at night, this little house was just jammed to the roof with people. He invited us downstairs to where he was doing his puja. And we went down the stairs into this nice basement area, this finished basement. And there was his deity of Krishna. His deity of Krishna was small, only about maybe four inches tall, solid gold with diamond eyes, standing on a swing, a golden swing going back and forth. And in front of him, there were, I don't know how many, probably 40 or 50 pots of different offerings, different kind of, you know, yogurt, water, whatever, you know, but they'd all been offered. And he did this puja that took him probably about eight hours. He was doing this puja. And then he very, very ecstatically introduced us to Krishna. He said, here is Krishna. This is my Ishtadev. <laughs> and I thought, you can learn from any devotee what love is. And uh, yeah, that was that was the experience that I had there. And for me, that was another transition. Because then I could get rid of some of my false ego and realize how kind of like uh, unconscious I am. So I have talked for almost an hour, and, and uh, I was thinking that would be a nice way to kind of end this. Has anybody got any questions? I, I don't really know how to. This is my first time I've done this, so um, I don't think there's anything in the chat. But that's what I know. Well, nice to see you, Madden. Thank you for coming. Love your picture. I don't know Krishna Kumari, I don't think. Dasi. Of course, I know Shamananda and his dear wife. Jairiman, uh, I don't know. Well, Prabhu's, if, 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 um, if there are no questions, then I humbly, oh, I humbly beg. Thank you very much. Anshikapa Trubisha, Kripashindu, Vayavicha, Patitanam, Pavani, Vyavaishnavi, Namonamaharaj. Thank you very much. Haribo. Shriman Indranuja Prabhu ki jai. Ananti Koti Vaishnavrinda ki jai. Thank you. Thank you, Garim Nab.